Broadcasting Stations. It's time for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Bryant Dakish, Johnny Hill with you. No Brett Norsworthy today, but the countdown is on only three days till he, I guess three shows, I should say. Not three days, but three shows because we won't be here on Monday. Well, obviously nope. we won't be here over the weekend, but three shows left until Brett Norsworthy returns next Tuesday back from a much deserved, much needed vacation, and he is getting ready to head down to um, Atlanta for the Peach Bowl between okay. Ole Miss and Penn State, which will be a lot of fun on Saturday. We're going to have complete coverage of that. If you're not able to make it down there, maybe you're uh, doing some things over the weekend and you're not at home in front of your television watching it, you can hear um, all of the Ole Miss football action right here on this station Saturday pregame starting at 9 a.m., an early one. For that 11 a.m. kick will be a lot of fun. We're going to talk a lot of football today with a lot of big-time bowl games today. Um, we're going to talk to Brent Beard. We're going to talk to David Cohn. We'll get to all of the big bowl games going on this weekend. We'll also have to get to the college football playoff semifinal games this weekend. We'll try to get um, a pick winners and, and that sort of thing from both of our guests uh, our, our, our college football guest today. We'll also talk some college basketball, Kevin Sweeney, later. But we'll talk more about that um, when we give the rundown at about 3.15. Uh, but, Johnny, we've got a couple of bowl games today. we got to do some picks later in the show. We'll do those uh, probably when we're done talking to David Cohn at about 4.20. We'll make um, the, what, three or four picks we need to make. Uh, today for bowl games happening later tonight and tomorrow before we come on air. I believe tomorrow is when we start to get some early bowl games, uh, maybe an 11 o'clock game tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I know um, Friday we've got a really early one, uh, but I want to say we've got an early one tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, the Fenway Bowl between SMU and Boston College. I have a buddy um, who uh, who just graduated SMU, lives and works down in Dallas, um, and he and, and his all his buddies that he graduated with, they all feel that SMU was a little slighted. He thought they deserved um, that spot in the college football playoffs, but uh, ultimately they didn't get in. They'll play in the Fenway Bowl against Boston College tomorrow. We've got a heck of a game going on. Man, we do. Right now between Virginia Tech and Tulane. They just came back from break, and Johnny, it is pouring down rain. They just showed... Who's up, Dakey? Uh, right now, Virginia Tech's up 17-10, to 10, but it looks like we might have a fumble on the play, um, and it could be Tulane's ball, but... Come on, Tulane. Um, one of my favorite things about um, games that are played in the rain, it doesn't matter if it's football, if it's baseball, if it's soccer... Um, the camera guys, they know, and Johnny, you've done, you've done some camera work, yeah, um, in the past, and so I know you know this, and I don't know if it's taught to them or what, or, if, you know, they just realize it, but you can always, get a good look at how hard it's raining by putting the camera, pointing the camera at one of the lights. You really can. And then you can see yep. all the rain in front of it. And it, they just did that in this game where they showed the light and showed just how hard it was raining. Um, and they did just rule it a fumble, so it's going to be Tulane's ball. They're down seven. This line, um, I don't remember what we picked it at yesterday. Do you remember what we picked it at? I don't, I I don't remember. But I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken... I think just me and you picked Tulane to win this. I think so, and I think we might have had it at 
10 and a half, maybe? Let me look. I want to say we had it at 10 and a half. I'm looking right now. I've got it. Uh, 10 and a half. This okay. game got all the way up to about 12 and a half, right? Really? Before kickoff. Um, so, Any reason uh, why? I don't know. I think, uh, Tulane, obviously, head coach is gone. I think that their, is true. their offensive coordinator is the um, interim head coach for this bowl game. Obviously, okay. they hired John Summerall, who uh, they just talked to at halftime over on ESPN. Um, their their starting quarterback is gone, Michael Pratt. Yeah. Um, he's out. I think I think there's some people that thought um, their backup quarterback. Um, Kai Horton, who played against uh, Ole Miss, was their starting quarterback against Ole Miss. Played really, really. Kai well. Horton's actually a real, uh-huh. a real solid player, but though. he's, he's in the transfer portal right now. Really, but he's playing in this game, and so I think some people. We talked about it yesterday, Dang. Johnny, about p- players in the transfer portal. Okay, but they're still playing for their team. Kai Horton is one that has not found a landing spot. Is playing in this game. I believe he's in the game now. It was weird because he played the first possession. Yeah, they couldn't really move the ball, and then they put in a different quarterback and then he got injured yeah um and so i don't know i think kai horton's back in at quarterback but, um right now so but, it's it's very very interesting but i think maybe some people thought yeah. he wasn't gonna play so now you're looking at a third string um maybe even fourth string quarterback but brian that goes back to exactly what me and you discussed yesterday about guys hitting the portal mm-hmm. but then they're still yeah. playing for the team mm-hmm. and if you like if we're looking at some of the teams that are doing it, a lot of the coaches got fired yep. or they're the interim coach. So, like, in other organizations, Brian, I just don't feel like they're going to go for that, man, who, it, who've yeah, been there for a long time. It's 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 very interesting because – and we talked about it yesterday, Johnny, and I see it both ways because – Me too. I, I do think there is something to – I'm getting in the portal, and obviously different situations, of course, but like at, at Duke, where your head coach goes to Texas A&M. I was recruited by that coach. I was brought in by that coach. That coach has been my coach ever since I got here, yeah. and I don't want to play for a guy that's just coming in. I'm getting in the portal to weigh my options, to you know maybe go somewhere else, but I've given everything I have to this program this year and I I understand coaches being like yeah you gave everything you have for this program I understand you wanted to go to the transfer portal play in this last game with 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 your guys and I get that Kai Horton is back in the game he just um had a rushing touchdown so this game's back to tied yes sir come on Tulane um which looks good for us because we just have them. We just need them to. Yeah. If they're going to lose, we just need them to lose by less than eleven because we that's, had it at ten and a half. So I mean, we're, we're looking. We we're looking pretty good right now. But um, you know, I, I get that. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. You know, of the ones that I've seen, and and I could. I'm I'm sure I could be missing some. Um, that this happened to, but you had Duke who was playing guys that had already landed, but lost their coach. Tulane, Kai Horton. Uh, there might be a couple other guys that are in the portal, but are playing in this game. Coach left. Their coach going to Houston. Um, and then Coastal Carolina, first-year coach. you got this guy, Grayson McCall, who's been, what, three, four-year starting quarterback. And, you know, he didn't play, but he was on the on the sidelines. I understand all those. Those yeah. are those are so different than McKylan Pounders going into Ryan Silverfield's office saying, hey, coach, I'm entering the transfer portal. I'm going down to Mississippi State. But... I really enjoyed playing this season. Man. I want to stick around for the bowl game and play with my boys. Completely different. Man, that's not going to happen, man. No, no. <laughs> I think me and you both know that would not happen. going to sit there and go, okay, I recruited you. Yeah. I've developed you. Yeah. You've been my guy. Yeah. You've been my starter. Yeah. And now you're going to leave me. 
Man. No. But I understand if an interim coach or offense coordinator is in there and, you know, Kai Horton goes in there and says, hey, coach, um, I really love, you know, this team. I love what we're doing, but I just don't feel comfortable yeah. sticking around. I've already been a backup. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable sticking around. For a new coach, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. It's going to be complete ground zero. Yeah. He's probably going to want to bring in his guys. Yeah. He's probably going to want to bring in a quarterback that, that fits his system. I don't know if I fit his system. I'm going to leave, but I want to play this last game. We're already down. Michael Pratt's not going to play. I want to stick around, play in this game, help this team out, because I still care about this team. And I could see... Um, you know, I, I don't know who their interim coach is. I think it's their offense coordinator. But saying, yeah, no, absolutely. I completely understand that. I get that completely different. Man, Brian, I got a question, man. Okay. Um, let's go back to McCallum Pounders. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, I do see what you're saying as well, but uh-huh. I also see why I do certain players leave because, like, the money in NIL is just so much right now, you know. Yeah. And and he have no choice but to leave because he getting so many offers. Right, right. And that's an SEC school, so they of course they got more NIL. So, man, the landscape of college football is just amazing to me, man, because you never know what's going to happen. It's yeah. literally like Brian. It's year round. Like, you got to pay attention to your players, to your coaches, to everybody on your staff to make sure they all are ready. Yeah. And they all going to be all in on what you're about to do for the season. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure you've seen this as well. Um, but uh, I think a lot of these guys that have been at multiple schools, um, under, they, they still love their previous schools. And, and you see a lot of guys that are going into the draft um, – they, you know, when they put their thing, hey, I'm going to the draft, they're putting both schools. You know, they'll put Memphis, hey, I just finished my career at Memphis, but I was also at Oklahoma. I was also at this other school. I was other, you know, so, and, and they're putting pictures of, of both yeah. schools because they still have love for that school before, you know, that they were at before Memphis or before, you know, wherever. And so, yeah. you know, I, 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 just because you're transferring to another school, I don't think that means you, you know, hate the school you're leaving. And so there's still, you know, these guys still care about their teammates. These guys still care about it. It's, it's very interesting because I've seen, especially a lot of Tiger players that I have, uh, that I follow on Instagram or I see their, not, not Instagram, on Twitter or I see their tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll post stuff about their old teammates uh, at, at the previous school, Texas A&M or Oklahoma or, or, you know, wherever it might be. They've got, you know, they're still friends with all those guys. So if they have a good game or something like that, they're retweeting that. They're retweeting this. And so it's really interesting the way the, the transfer portal is working right now. Man, it really is. And it it's truly is amazing, man, to see how, how this came, man. Because, Brian, when we were growing up, man, we, we really didn't see this, man. And it's just amazing to see how far college football have expanded and grown all together. Yeah, no, it, it really has. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. These bowl games have kind of made it, um, you know, I know some people are upset with what the, you know, bowl season has turned into because of all of the transfers. And, you know, it seems like every morning when you wake up and you're, you know, especially if you're handicapping these games, which I know, you know, Johnny Radio was talking about this yeah. earlier. But even if you're just watching these games and you just like college football, I know, like, my dad, he, you know, does not sports bet or or anything like that he just loves watching college football and he's like i don't even know who's starting at quarterback for this team because it's a second or third string and and same thing for like johnny radio who's who's betting on a lot of these games he's like i have to wake up in the morning and uh 
basically go and try to figure out who's playing, who's not playing, who's in the transfer portal, who's opted out, and, uh, you know, how many teams are going to be missing. And I've seen, you know, there's a lot of websites and, and, and you know, sites that, that do the betting aspect of it that I think are kind of cashing in right now because they're telling their employees, they're telling the people that, you know, are, are handicapping these games – Go out there and find, or maybe you know, some of the lower guys on the totem pole that are trying to work their way up to the top handicapping guy, top gambling guy. Hey, yeah. go out there and get a list of players that are in the transfer portal for yes. this team. Get a list of who have opted out for this team. And then we can post that on our website where people can come and see who's playing, who's not playing. And I think that's a uh, a great idea for, uh, for the bowl season. But, Johnny, we've uh, completely buried the lead um, on – what we really should be talking about um, today, and that is what the Grizzlies did last night. Man, that was electric by On John the Morant. road in New Orleans, um, where John Morant made his, uh, his first start, his first appearance of the season um, after that 20-game suspension. Grizzlies go back down there and um, kind of played out almost exactly like it did last week. Man, and John Morant. Hey, Brian, you can agree or disagree. Would you agree that he played better <laughs> than what he did? Uh, yeah, I, I, it looked like he had more of his legs up under him yes, for and, this game. Yes, and that, that is a huge part of it because, that, I mean, you could tell. That first game back, he as much as he was out there and leaving it all on the line, you could tell – Times when he was on the bench during timeouts, after the game when he's talking to, you know, they did the on court or on court interview and stuff like that, he was winded. He would he need you know he was he was gasping for breath and uh, so yeah no I think he's definitely uh, you know played forty minutes last night because that game went into overtime and I don't know if if he would have been able to do that last week thirty one points seven assists four rebounds for him um, did have six turnovers but it, it it became what it was last week where um, Grizzlies are down um, and John Morant has the ball in his hands and uh, with about you know a couple seconds left on the clock. And they draw up a play for him. He goes up, misses the game-winning um, layup, but a foul was called after uh, it was challenged by the Pelicans. And they said, actually, no foul. Let's go to center court and have a jump ball with, like, 1.3 seconds left. I mean, when that happened and there was a yeah. jump ball at center court, I said, okay, well, you know, that, that three-game winning streak was fun while it lasted. Good fight, but, you know... Just fell short to a good Pelicans team. They get the jump. They immediately call a timeout. They draw up what I thought was a, a a good play out of the timeout to try to lob it up to Jaron, and they get the foul. And Jonas Valanciunas fouls Jaron. They go to the line. Uh, Jaron has an opportunity to win it in regulation. He makes yeah. the first one, misses the second one, and here we go overtime. Um, and the Grizzlies played really, really well in overtime. Um, and, uh, you know, Won the game by one point, thirteen to twelve in overtime to get a one sixteen to one fifteen win over the Pelicans. We mentioned it yesterday, but it was Marcus Smart's first game back. He was in the starting lineup, so that was um, something that I think a lot of people were interested to see. The starting lineup played out to be John Morant, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson. And we talked about and Bismack Biombo. We did talk about that. And uh, Marcus Smart, I mean, played uh, almost thirty played minutes solid. last night. Um, he did play solid, thirteen points, 
Uh, five steals for him, which is yeah. huge. That's what you want. I mean, we knew. Especially from a defensive player of the year. Exactly. We knew what kind of player on the defensive end he was, and you wanted to see that um, in a Grizzlies uniform. And we really got that, especially in overtime. Thought he played really, really well. He got a steal on uh, Brandon Ingram that he took um, all the way the other way. Got a layup and and one on that. And so uh, he converted that free throw. A couple, se- a couple minutes later in that game, uh, he takes a charge with less than a minute left um, on Zion that uh, you know they were up by four, and so that really kind of swung the momentum and kept it in favor of the Grizzlies. And then uh, you know he he threw that lob to to, to John, John Morant, Morant to ice the game. Yeah, that, that, to ice the game has really been going around on social media. Um, a lot of people talking about that alley oop, and you know it was it was huge last night. And so that was a huge win. The Grizzlies didn't play, uh, you know, didn't shoot the ball great. I should say, um, shot uh, attempted forty six threes last yeah. night, made eleven of them. Yeah, that's twenty six percent. We're we're not uh, twenty three percent. We're not a three point shooting team. No, but one guy who who I really think don't get the shine that he do from from the mainstream media, but we love him here is Desmond Bain, and he been playing at an all star level yep. quietly, man. Yeah, and he very quietly all star level right now. You're right, and he was kind of the only three point presence they had last night. He made five. He was five for fourteen from three, finished with twenty seven points. Um, second in scoring last night behind Ja Morant. He's played really well. You're hoping um, you could get Luke Kennard back um, yeah. in the next week, and that he can bring some three point shooting. Um, so it's interesting. We're gonna talk more about this um, a little bit later in the show because um, I do want to talk about what this means what this little stretch four games in a row means for the Grizzlies um, the good the bad um, and uh, what to expect next game big one um, against Denver that one will be tough for the Grizzlies we know Denver's been playing really really well they'll have Denver um, and then uh, I think the schedule um, remains kind of tough yeah at Denver at LA, home against Sacramento, and then you get back-to-back games against um, back-to-back home games, I should say, uh, against the Spurs and the Raptors, two teams um, that are also under 500 alongside the Grizzlies. So we'll talk more Grizzlies, but let me set up the show before we get to top and not top story of the day at 3:30. Brent Beard from First Coast News down in Jacksonville. He'll join us to talk some college football. A lot to get to with Brent. He couldn't uh, visit with us yesterday. He had family in town. So he was enjoying um, some time with his family yesterday, much but deserved. he's uh, much deserved. But he's nice enough to join us today, talk some college football. So we'll do that in our next segment. Three forty-five. We'll jump back into the Grizzlies and their win over the Pelicans last night. Four o'clock. David Cohn, the co-host of Crane and Company, will join us to talk some more college football. A lot to get to with David. Four thirty. We'll get some early lines for this weekend. College football. All the big bowl games going on this weekend. So we'll take a look at those lines. We'll also talk about NFL lines for this weekend. 445, big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Kevin Sweeney uh, will join us to talk college basketball from CBB Central and Sports Illustrated. Uh, We haven't had any games... Uh, the last couple of days because of Christmas, we had um, the uh, we had one tournament going on in Hawaii, uh, the Diamond Head Classic uh, that wrapped up on New Year's Eve. But we didn't have any games on Christmas. Yeah. We didn't have any games yesterday. Only two games tonight, um, and then uh, it will start to get more and more as the week goes on. But we'll talk a lot of college basketball. Uh, with Kevin Sweeney at uh, 5 o'clock, 5.30, we'll get into what's trending. And at 5.45, we're up of today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, 
that we're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together and uh, head over there for all of the great deals they've got going on before the new year. Excellent deals on pool tables, shuffleboards, and saunas. Are you tired and sore from all the shopping and and everything um, that goes into Christmas? Check out their huge in-stock selection of hot tubs and massage chairs. And uh, they've got new arcade, game tables, and play gyms on sale and uh, gifts for the whole family to enjoy. Also on sale, theater seating, outdoor kitchens and grills, patio furniture, and fire pits. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year uh, from Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Johnny, let's get to top story of the day. My top story of the day. It's okay, Johnny. It's okay. We had a little bit of a... Are you ready now? Do you have it now? Should I throw it to you now? Yeah. All right, Johnny. Top story of the day. Well, Johnny, there we go. My top story of the day. It's okay. A lot of buttons over there. It's it's a lot. I mean, for people who don't know, I mean, you've got like six different audio files pulled up over there. I mean, it, I really I, do. it's okay. But my top story of the day is what the Grizzlies are doing right now. Four straight wins with Ja Morant on the court. It's been incredible. Yes, it has. Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people were excited for Ja Morant's return. I don't know if people expected four straight wins because of how bad this team looked. Without him, I didn't think. I certainly didn't think they would win four in a row. Brian, this just proves that one man can make a huge difference for for a team. When you got a superstar level talent like that, man, mm-hmm. it just it hits different, man. You see everybody just playing better. Yeah, and they want to, and they want it even more, Brian. Well, and I think it's I think it's a ripple effect because yeah. you know you look at everybody else and, and and the energy level. You know, Brett has talked for a couple weeks now uh, in this Virginia Tech game. Looks like it's starting to get ugly. Twenty four to seventeen, oh and Virginia Tech has the ball oh back. Uh, but uh, you, okay. you see that ripple effect. Brett's been talking a lot um, the couple weeks before uh, John Morant's return of the energy level. There just wasn't enough energy from this team. They weren't playing um, like they really wanted to win. They just played like they had to be out there and I think you're seeing that shift I think I mean it's easy to do when you have lost so many games this yeah. is certainly not the start the Grizzlies won and I think a lot of people thought okay uh, John Morant's out but that's okay you've got so many weapons and obviously that was when um <laughs> That's when the Grizzlies had a starting center, um, and then he gets injured, and that changes a lot. But I don't think they they expected to only win six games while John Morant was out for the first 25. I mean, that's that's just really, really bad. And so you're seeing this new energy, and you're seeing them play really, really well. Four wins in a row, and John Morant has been unbelievable in these four games back. Uh, He's averaging 28.8 points and 8.5 assists per game in these four games back. Probably won't continue. I mean, this next game against Denver um, will be really, really tough. But I want to know um, what y'all think out there. 901-360-8255. Let us know. Did you expect four straight for the Grizzlies? And what have you thought uh, about this four-game stretch? And with Denver coming up, do you think they can make it five? Man, that's a great top story, man. But I'm going to transition, Brian, to the NFL, man. Brian, I, I have finally come to the conclusion that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. Really? He's the MVP, Brian. Okay. The numbers do not lie, man. He In scrimmage yards, he leading the whole NFL, man. And I just feel like how, how he's leading the team, man. I love Lamar Jackson. Trust me, I really do. But Lamar just don't got the numbers, mm-hmm. man. 
He just don't got it. Yeah. And Christian McCaffrey, I had a lot of talks with a lot of people, man. I agree that he's the guy. Mm. Not top story. I like of the day. it. I, I I think it's a. I mean, I as until they give it to someone who's not a quarterback. I'll unfortunately say it's quarterback award. I hate it that is, it is. It is. I, it is. I hate that. And that's why I, I was think saying. there's so many talented players. I'm still a Tyreek Hill guy. I think he um, deserves the MVP. But Christian McCaffrey is certainly um, another one that I think uh, definitely deserves it. My not top story of the day. And I want to talk more about this uh, when we get to uh, what's trending at about 5:30. Um, but Johnny, got your wish. 27 losses in How amazing a row was that? for the Detroit hey, Pistons. Hey, man, that made my day yesterday, man. You're seeing, a terrible seeing, person, you seeing know? that the Detroit Pistons. Just just, awful. Hey, I'm going to give me a Kate Cunningham jersey off of that, man. Because they've lost That's 27 history, in a man. row? That's history, man. That is history. I love the fact that I just saw history. Brian, we don't see a lot of history like that, especially losing, man. I love that. You're a terrible person. That, that's You're amazing. horrible. I hope you got coal in your stocking for Christmas. I did. How did you know? Uh, I mean, I, I just a wild guess. Uh, 27 losses in a row after losing last night to the Nets, 118 to 112. And Johnny, there were times in this game where the Pistons had the lead. It looked like the Pistons would maybe be able to win this game. And the, the, the crowd was into it. They were wanting that win. But ultimately, it did it not didn't happen. happen. This is now the longest single season losing streak in NBA history. Now, you lose a couple more games, I think three more games. Three more. That is the longest, no matter single season, combined seasons. That's combined season. Longest yeah. ever. Longest, the, 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 the longest amount of losses ever. Whether it be you lost the last seven games of your of this season, and then you start the season losing thirty of them, it would be the longest ever. I we don't get to that far. How about this, Johnny? Oh, come on, let's talk. The Arizona Diamondbacks, yeah, a baseball team. Johnny, are you familiar when the baseball season ends? <laughs> yes, yeah, around uh, if I'm not mistaken, November. It's oct- it, October, late October, October, almost yeah. November. I, maybe the maybe the last game was in the first couple days of November. Um. They're, the Arizona Diamondbacks have won a baseball game since the Detroit Pistons have won their last game. Man, that should be your we're big number. We're more recent <laughs> to a Arizona Diamondbacks win than we are a Detroit Pistons win. That's amazing. And baseball's not even being played anymore. Brian, I love it, man. I love everything about it. That's incredible. A, that's a truly accident waiting to happen. But right quick, uh, before we go to break, Brian, I'm going to get into Sean Payton. Mm. Sean Payton have bench Russell Wilson. They sure did. Hey, We're hey, going to talk about that more as well. I mean, that's... Whew. Hey, that's more to come in the show, man. Boy, what'd you think of it? Just quick quick thoughts. Before Brian, let me tell you this, Brian. More. Let me tell you this, Brian. I was I wasn't shocked because you know they don't want him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, man? Because they invested a lot of money into him, and they're getting rid of him, and they're going to get rid of him. And he has a um, he has a guarantee in his contract that if he doesn't pass his physical before the start of next year, Brian, I didn't know that he gets X amount of money, and so he's healthy right now. You sit him, you don't have to pay him all that money. You get rid of him, and you start fresh. But the thing is, Brian, who they gonna get to take that contract? That's that's the thing. Who you get to take uh, that contract? Somebody'll take him. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He hadn't been bad this year. Mm. 
He's been he's had a sneaky good season. Go look at the stats, Johnny. Yeah. He's had a sneaky good season. Russ has been Russ. See, see, I don't And I don't, I don't even love I don't even really Oh, like what Russ. a disrespect, Russell. Hey, he's been, he's on been the show, sneaky man. good this year. Hey, man. Hey, man. People don't he, want to talk about it because it's the Broncos, but the Broncos have turned things well, they were turning things around. He's been sneaky. What'd you good say this year. were? Well, <laughs> they did. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we're talking college football with Brent Beard. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. College football talk every Tuesday with Brent Beard, Heisman voter and on Twitter X at Brent Beard, SEC, ACC, AAC. We talk it all with Brent. Here's Brent Beard with Bryant and Brett. We're working to get Brent Beard on. Uh, Johnny's trying to get a hold of him, and uh, we'll try to get him on shortly. Welcome back in to Sports Time, Bryant and Johnny, with you. And uh, got a, we're going to talk a lot of college football with Brent when we get him on here in a second. But just kind of update people on uh, what's happening right now: uh, Virginia Tech and Tulane. Uh, about two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. For them right now, uh, Virginia Tech up by 10, 27 to 17. If you uh, like to gamble, as uh, I know uh, we sometimes like to do up here, um, I think uh, we picked it at about 10 and a half, um, but this line got up to about 12, 13 before the game. It's an ugly game, raining. Um, we got a handful of games later tonight. And then tomorrow and Friday, we'll get to kind of the all-day bowl games tomorrow. We've got a game starting at 10 a.m. the next day. We've got one starting at about uh, 10 or 11. So if you love these college football bowl games, um, you know, you, you're really going to enjoy the next couple of days. And then Saturday, um, we've got uh, a lot of really, really good ones um and we will uh we will have uh the college football semifinals coming up uh on uh, new year's day but brent beard joins us now to talk some college football brent thanks so much for joining us uh on a wednesday uh usually we talk to you on tuesdays but thanks so much um for giving us some time on a wednesday a lot to get to a lot of bowl games this weekend but i do want to start off with a bowl game that happened last friday georgia tech beat ucf in the gasparilla bowl i know throughout the season we've been talking a lot about brent key and the job he's done um in year one at georgia tech what did you just make of the overall season for him at georgia tech this year same thing uh he look the the biggest thing about uh brent key is he wants to be there yeah uh, this is not a lily pad necessarily for him now look if someone uh, larger in statue than george Tech calls him i understand that he may go mm-hmm. but uh the reality is with uh, with what he's done, and then you've got uh, look. They're probably still celebrating that uh, <laughs> mind blowing win over Miami. Oh yeah, uh, is what it amounts to with that too. And by the way, it really also needs to be said that that um, I've heard uh, I've heard some media calling Gus Malzahn an elite coach. Mm. Well, well. Um, they uh, he has he has averaged four losses per year 
over the last 11 years. Mm. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't call that elite. No, no, that is that is not elite. But uh, I guess to to some people, he's built up a, enough cachet over the years that he can, uh, I guess, be considered in that category. But I'm like you, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him up there. No, look, I mean, the reality is, I, I, I give him credit. I, I mean, look, there are how many programs in the uh, at 131 who would who would love to lose just for a year? Oh, a time. Uh, uh, so. So because of so because of that, um, I would say uh, that uh, it, 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 let's just say this: he's consistent, and if and if you hire Gus, you know what you're getting, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's that's interesting, but a huge win for Georgia Tech, uh, nonetheless. I think uh, a building stone that they can uh, uh, definitely build off of for for next season. Uh, you mentioned Miami in there, and, and that big win that uh, Georgia Tech had over them. Uh, they uh, they play tomorrow against Rutgers, but uh, quarterback is kind of a question mark for them in this bowl game. Tyler Van Dyke uh, entered the transfer portal a couple of weeks ago. He's found a landing spot. Uh, what do you think they do? next year with quarterback i know cam ward has been a rumor for them but it seems like what two weeks ago we thought we were really close to miami um getting a quarterback out of the portal and still nothing what do you think happens with them at the quarterback position uh listen that is the the, the, that's the big question for them tyler van dyke this year was uh just really horribly inconsistent Mm -hmm. through a lot of picks toward the end of the season uh, which was a problem for him. Uh, but that, uh, I would say, wouldn't you, Brad? I mean, that's yeah. number one for them, isn't it? Oh, it's got uh, 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 to be. To figure that out. Now, look, whoever gets the uh, Cam Ward uh, sweepstakes uh, is going to win the lottery. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is absolutely tremendous. And the other team involved in that is Florida State. Mm-hmm. So um, my understanding is he has visited or talked or communicated with both of them. And because of that, um, uh, you know, he is in there. But, but that, would, uh, that would help both of them tremendously. Miami, Miami, frankly, really needs it. I mean, they've got some, they've got some decent young quarterbacks, I would say. Mm-hmm. But they really don't. They, but, but at this point, these guys have not grown up enough and been seasoned enough to uh, um, to, to be able to win a conference championship. So, mm-hmm. with that said, um, uh, and, and look, that, that's a to me that's a big game for them. They need to win that game in the pinstripe bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, Lord knows how cold it will be up there. Number one, <laughs> number two. Um, regardless, they need, they need to end the season, uh, on a good note. And that, and that, I think it'd be very important for them to do that. 
Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. We're talking to Brent Beard uh, from First Coast News in Jacksonville. He joins us every single week to talk college football. And uh, for Florida State, you just mentioned them. They're in, in looking for a quarterback for next season. But for them, I mean, the transfer portal has gotten crazy or opt-outs have gotten crazy. Tate Rotemaker um, was kind of the big one over the weekend that announced he's going into the transfer portal. And, and the big story, because um, without him, it'll be uh, – uh, freshman Brock Glenn, who will start for Florida State in their bowl game. That line has moved. I think uh, Georgia is now a 19 or 20 point favorite at, at most places. So, I mean, how ugly could that game be at the Orange Bowl this weekend? Oh, it could be. Um, uh, <clears throat> I hope it's not. Yeah, but it could. It, it, it could almost be laughable. Mm. Uh, frankly, um, I believe I saw. Uh, you might have saw the same thing as I did. I believe there are 40 opt-outs for that game. 40. Holy cow. Uh, I, I mean, how in the uh, how in the world uh, – I mean, we have uh, – look, growing up with this Orange Bowl that has this uh, pristine, uh, um, you know, reputation over the years, and you've got 40 guys mm-hmm. who are playing – Look, I, I've, I had, I know earlier this morning, uh, in my notes, I had 17 players on the two deep depth chart out for FSU. I think now it may be 19. Wow. Um, so, um, that, that, I mean, who, look, if you're a fan of theirs, and I, and, and, um, I, I got a text from a friend who's an FSU fan who said, uh, yeah, we're going, but we may be the only ones down there. <laughs> uh, so they've either gone to the NFL or they've opted out for something else. Brian, don't you think at the end of this year, and this may be the catalyst to do it, they've got to do something with these bowl games to to, to, to motivate these guys to oh, play. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, when we talked about this the last thing, segment we had together mm-hmm. you you either uh you either tie it to the uh, 12 game uh, 12 team playoff yeah or you play at the beginning of the year which i you know when i first heard that that sounded insane <laughs> but frankly now that's beginning to get some traction or what you do is you link it to um you link it to NIL yeah. to, to where you give these guys a certain amount of money to, to encourage them to play. Because if this continues, I, I mean, the, um, uh, and look, I'd much rather have a playoff than bowls. Sure. But I'm also a fan of bowls. I watch all of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I listen to them on the radio or I watch them and we'll, and we'll be watching A&M tonight. But, uh, they look. The bowls can't take two or three years, uh, similar to what the Orange Bowl is having right no. now, can they? No, not at all. And, and me and Johnny were talking about it earlier. I mean, it's it's getting to the point where I mean, you're you're having to wake up every single morning yeah. and kind of look at the games that are on the slate and going, okay, right. well, who's right. playing, who's not playing? Yeah. Now you've got some yeah. teams. I, I saw Duke over the weekend. Their starting running back um, is was in the transfer portal and committed to NC State, but he was playing in the yeah, bowl game. Was. Kai Horton in this uh, Tulane game that's going on right he's now, playing. he's currently in the transfer portal. 
but he's playing. I mean, it, there's just there's no rules at all, and it, it just makes it so hard and, and, and kind of frustrating to keep up with all these bowl games. Well, uh, the uh, Kentucky Clemson tax layers here. Yeah. Uh, and, and the good thing for Kentucky is most of their guys are coming back right. uh, before the game. Now, Ray Davis, the running back, and Andrew Phillips, the cornerback, have declared for the draft, but they're going to play. Really? So, and, uh, yes. Wow. And they've lost 13 players to the transfer portal, but Devin Leary and Varian uh, Brown, Dane Key, and Tavayan Robinson, those mm-hmm. guys are going to play. Wow. So that's a real plus for Kentucky. Now, you've got the tax layer situation, you've got the road, or the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing you've got is you've got a situation uh, like we've got with Missouri and Ohio State. And listen, this is the next thing to a playoff game for Missouri. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To get a chance to beat um, Ohio State. So, all, you know, so those, those that big three on offense, uh, they're coming back. So, I mean, this would be a, uh, the Cotton Bowl that for Missouri to win, I, I, I don't know how excited Ohio State is, but I know what this will mean to Missouri. also know what it would mean for Ole Miss and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 Brad could tell us for sure, but I'm pretty sure if Ole Miss wins that game, that's 11 wins, and that's the most yeah. in history. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it's, there's a lot on the line. I mean, there's going to be some really, really good bowl games uh, this weekend with the New Year Six, and even some uh, outside of that between some really high-profile teams. Uh, uh, we're almost out of time, Brent, but I do want to ask you about the college football playoff semifinal games this weekend. Uh, Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington. What do you think about these? And Brett wanted me to get picks from all of our college football guests, so I need picks for both of these games over the weekend. Yeah, I think Bama wins. Wow. I don't think Michigan has played anybody mm-hmm. close to Alabama except for Penn State and Ohio State. And they certainly haven't played a quarterback like Jalen Milrow. Yeah. And that will give them a real uh, plus with that. And then, I, listen, the Washington game is almost a coin flip for me. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the, it, 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 here's your matchup. You've got the um, the Texas defensive line with the sweat kid, yep. and Bo Davis coaching them. He used to be in Alabama against the Washington, and I think the Washington offensive line won the uh, 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 the Moore Award mm. uh, for uh, the best offensive line. That's your matchup to determine who's going to win that thing. But I think I think for it's over, we'll have a. A, an incredible Texas Alabama wow. championship game, uh, which uh, man alive! If we do, That'd be incredible. Uh, can you imagine the ratings for oh, that man. on that Monday night? It'd <laughs> be unbelievable. Not only would it be a rematch, but two of the biggest brands in college football oh, yeah. going against each other yeah. in the championship. That would be that'd be thrilling. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, it sure oh, would. Yeah. It's going to be a fun weekend. But Brent, thanks so much for joining us and, and uh, joining us on a Wednesday instead of our regular Tuesdays. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all these games, and we'll do it again next week. 
Good. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Brent. Brent Beard, he joins us every single week, usually on Tuesdays in a longer segment, but uh, we uh, we got him on a Wednesday today and yep. uh, talked a lot of college football. It's going to be a really fun weekend of all of these games, but we need to get to a break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to go back uh, and talk a little bit more about the Grizzlies, their win last night over the Pelicans. Now four wins with John Moran in the road ahead. We'll do that next on Sports Time. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Johnny with you. And we've got the turnover bowl going on yeah. uh, between Virginia Tech and Tulane. Um, five combined turnovers in this game. And it's because of the rain. I mean, these are these are turnovers that shouldn't happen earlier in the game. Um, Virginia Tech's quarterback, um, he uh, dropped back and literally had the ball still down at his waist, but was going to throw it. Throw it. And the ball just slipped out of his hands. Oh, how amazing. And Tulane picked it up, took it back for the touchdown. This uh, turnover that just happened for Tulane, and Johnny, I hate to say it, I think uh, I think our pick's about out the door. Um, they, they really needed a drive right here. They got the ball. Tulane had the ball down 14, got the ball, gr- a beautiful pass. Looked like we were going to get first down and some more yards. He gets tackled. Ball just squirts out of his hands. Oh my goodness! And, uh, oh yeah, big, big, big uh, first down run for uh, for Virginia Tech. This game looks like it could get out of hand. Um, it's an ugly game. It's raining. Um, it's it's miserable. It looks like. Um, I do have an updated um, bowl game rankings that we'll okay. do. We'll do that when we make our picks at about four twenty. I just got this from Brett. Um, we've been wanting them so. Uh, We'll, we'll do that. Wow, Virginia Tech's rushed for over 300 yards in this game. I do, though, want to go back to the Grizzlies and talk about what they're doing right now. That win last night makes it four in a row for the Grizzlies. Four games of Ja Morant, four wins. Um, and the Grizzlies are now, hello, four and a half games out of a play-in spot. Man, how amazing is that, man? Just to see one of, one of the callers... Or Texas, whatever you want to say, they they've been texting in, Brian. Mm-hmm. They've been saying John Morant's putting the league on notice, and, and yeah. just based off what you said, that is completely true. Yeah, how how everything's going, it's like they all are clicking on all cylinders right now, man. Mm-hmm. And and man, Memphis, if they if they really make a run like this, this is this is amazing right here. This is good for sports. No, it it really is, and you know it gets it's going to get tougher. It's not going to be uh, you know as easy as it seemed. I mean, you look, you beat New Orleans, which I think New Orleans is a good team. You beat them twice, and I think that's you know a, a really good team. I think you know all these teams are good now. Are they all playoff caliber good? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But they're good teams. But now you've got the real test. Denver, who has played really, really well. The Clippers, who are really turning it on. Um, and then the Sacramento Kings, before you play, you know, let's call it how it is, a pathetic Spurs team. They're all young. They have Victor Wimbenyama. The future is bright um, with the Spurs, but um, they're not doing a lot of winning. Denver, 22-10. and 10. Um, 
the Clippers, they went on that run. They're 18 and 12. They went on that uh, run where they did not lose a game. Um, they've lost two since then, but what was it? They rattled together one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight wins before losing back to back games against the Thunder and the Mavericks, um, or excuse me, the Thunder and the Celtics and beat the Hornets in their last game out. Um, and then you've got the Sacramento Kings that are sitting at 17 and 12. Um, now they've lost two in a row and they'll play, uh, the Hawks in their next, uh, game, which the, the Grizzlies just got done beating. But, you know, these are, these are some challenging teams. And if you can get through this stretch of games. Yeah. I don't want to say you can win all of them, or you're going to win all of them and go, you know, be seven and zero with John Morant. But you know, what are we thinking? They have win one more, five and two since John Morant came back. I think they it's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good. I honestly think they can get to seven and zero. I, I mean, look, I think they can I get said, to seven and zero, Brian. Johnny. I said last night, I think they can win this game. I don't know if they will, because I wasn't super confident, and I thought, you know, it's hard being a good team in, a, in, a, in about a week that you're going down. I mean, that's tough. That's really tough. And um, they're a good team. They're and, a good team. and they're a good team, but the the Grizzlies gutted it out, needed overtime, came back from a big deficit, um, and able to win that game was just really, really remarkable. And now, you know... <laughs> Now 10 wins. We've gotten to double-digit wins on the season, um, and uh, it's going to take some time. But, you know, they're they're slowly chipping away um, and uh, and stacking these wins up together. Um, going back to that game last night, we mentioned John Morant was really, really good. 31 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Desmond Bain also had a really good game. 27 points, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds. Jaron added 19. Um, and off the bench, I thought, you know, David Roddy, 8 points. Vince Williams, who's been playing really well. Well, he moved back to the bench. He had six points, but you're still kind of lacking that depth off the bench. Outside of those two players, David Roddy and uh, Vince Williams, you got four points um, from combined between Santi Aldama, Xavier Tillman, and Zaire Williams. Man, that's, okay. You need more production off the bench, and I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think. You know, and obviously you're getting guys back, you're playing with rotations, you're playing with lineups, and so I think some guys will get more comfortable out there with things, and they'll see, you know, hey, this guy is comfortable on the court with this guy, and this group works better than that group, and things will look better, but we've been saying it the whole time, and now that you're getting more healthy, it looks like it still could be an issue of that first team, that the first team you roll out there is really good. Yeah, they are, but I but, think... I'll go ahead. No, no, no. I, I go ahead. I was just gonna say, but when they need a rest, it can get a little ugly. Yeah, it can. That's a lot of time with the lead, like we lose it or it get real tight down the stretch. Yeah. So we need like Derrick Rose to come back healthy, mm-hmm. and we and we need Luke Kennard. We need uh, we need our guys back. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you get those two guys back. You get a veteran point guard that you yeah. know, has has done his thing. If he can come off the bench and and give you minutes off the bench, Luke Kennard. If you can get that shooting back, I mean. You know, it looks like he would probably come off the bench and you get that shooting off the bench. I think that would be huge. I mean, there's still guys that... That'd be real good. Yeah, that you can put into this roster. Um, You know, uh, uh, Brandon Clark, uh, it sounds like he's going to be back around, you know, some point in February if, if things continue to go the way they're going. So That's a big get. Yeah, so I think uh, I think things are going to um, be fine and, and, you know, 
they'll they'll figure this out. But certainly huge to win your first four games with John ja Morant back on the court. Um, and, and like I said, their next game out um, will be against the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night in Denver. It's going to be an 8 p.m. start. Um, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, another road game for them. That will be their third straight road game in this four game road stretch. Well, um, Virginia Tech just scored again. So Johnny, what is that? A twenty one point game now? Yeah, it's twenty one. It's getting out of hand. Yeah, uh, I think we might have lost this one. So, we did lose. Uh, we we lost. So let's go ahead and get to a break. Wrap up this hour. When we come back, we're talking more college football with David Cohn. Bartlett Small Engine has been serving. Quality- 